Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 51. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Sloane Peterson. The Australian pop star is on a roll this year, releasing two singles, including the brand new one, Parasite. In today's episode, we're talking with Sloane about the versatility of artists, her approach to lyric writing, and what she's currently listening to. Here we go. Our guest today is a pop singer-songwriter based in Sydney, Australia. After releasing tracks like Nightmare and Moon and Back in the last six months, she's just released her new single, Parasite. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Sloane Peterson. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time today, Sloane. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, now, congratulations on the new single, Parasite. It is out now, um, and I believe that it is about someone that kind of continues to um, almost be like a reoccurring character in the movie of your life or in someone's <laughs> life. Um, what was the catalyst for writing this song or what kind of made you think, yeah, this, I can turn this into like a pop banger? Um, well, I think we've all kind of had those relationships, whether it's like a friend or business or a relationship where you kind of have somebody that just kind of keeps reoccurring into your life or maybe you want to fix them or they want to fix you. And there's a little bit like toxic, but you, you can't kind of stay away in a way. Um, I'd been like a, in a like a long-term relationship that I'd kind of gotten out out of and I'm good friends with the Lime Cordial Boys and so we were all hanging out and we we're just talking about like these concepts of like just you know people like where like you love them so much but at the same time you know it's probably not just the right thing to be a part of um and then we were just having fun and we just wrote that song kind of on a on just like a idea and yeah it came together pretty well <laughs> It, um, it is a great track and I'm curious because I know, as you just said, the Lime Cordial Boys um, uh, helped co-write the song with you. What was that kind of experience like? Because are you usually someone who will write by themselves or do you usually kind of collab with, with someone else? So it's been a new process. I used to write everything myself um, back when I played in like little punk band Black Zeros. But um, the last year I've been doing a lot of co-writes, which has been a different experience. Like it's, um, I mean, it's helpful because it, you know, a lot of the time you can bring an idea forth, but sometimes you don't have the right words to articulate it or um, you just don't know how to string it together in a way that sounds coherent, I guess. 
Um, so it's kind of fun to collaborate with other people and them see their take as well from this story and have their little um, relationship to it as well. Like it's kind of nice that, that it makes me feel more connected to other people knowing that you can share these emotions, um, I guess, communally. And it's just, it's like, you know, I think that's the beauty of music is that people can relate to it in some way or, or another, you know? Yeah, definitely. And so that's, yeah, collaborative working is, I think, like, yeah, it's it's a fun experience to get perspective. You previously, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, that there was a band, like you were part of the band Sloan Peterson, and that that was, even back then, was that still uh, just you writing? Yeah, so you mean like... Um, Okay, so I did Black Zeros for like for about five years, and then I did Sloan Peterson, yeah, as a band, um, which I only kind of stopped last year. So it's a different experience now, going kind of more solo. Mm-hmm. But I still wrote all the song. Like I wrote everything from that <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it hasn't been like a collab solo collab. It's more now kind of venturing out into collaboration. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. It. Um, did you find? anything different about, I guess, the, the boys' technique or learn anything about your own songwriting in a way, like where you kind of went, oh, I wouldn't have done that or or that's a cool trick that I wouldn't have thought of? Um, I mean, we were at their home studio, so it was a very kind of um, friendly environment, not like a, a proper studio or anything. And we were just kind of messing around with it as well. Like the second verse, I kind of just... I didn't really write it. I kind of just said it out loud in this thought. And I did, I thought it, I kind of said it as a joke. And then the guys were like, that's hilarious. We just captured that. And now we're going to go with it. And I was like, no, let's actually write something. Like let's sit down and like write a verse. And they're like, no, no, no. Like that was a moment. You said it. This is what's happening. <laughs> so it was like, it was a fun experience where we were kind of freestyling. Like it wasn't too meditated. It was just a little bit of like, um, yeah, just, uh, I guess, a verbal word from it. Like it just, which is kind of funny. I've never done that before either. Usually I would be sitting there writing down, be like, this needs to rhyme and that needs to da da da. So that was kind of a different experience. No, that's very cool. I imagine um, sometimes when writing, you kind of like you're your own worst judge or like you're very critical of what you're writing. Whereas if there's a, maybe like a reverse filter, if that makes sense of that people can just be like, no, no, that's good. Just leave it. And it kind of works. 100%. Yeah. The the sound of the track, it, it sounds, a, there's hints of like Lime Cordial, but it is still very much you. And I know that in the last year, there's been um, a bit of a change to like the sound of, of your music. And I know that you've previously spoken about it in media and press. So I don't want to focus on that part too much. What I wanted to chat with is that like these days in 2021, you have artists um, like Halsey, a few others where they can kind of jump from genre to genre and it's not really a thing anymore. Why do you think that sometimes there is that pressure to, you know, like stay in a certain genre, stay in a certain box or whatever it may be? Well, I think change is inevitable in life. Like I feel like we all go through that regardless of what that looks like and I, I 
look at music as something that has been a part of my life since I was 16 and I'm not this, I'm growing every year. I've got different concepts, different ideas, different people coming into my life, different circumstances. I'm going through different life changes personally. So I feel like when I'm developing in this other journey, it's, it's almost, it's my journal. It's essentially where my journey's at with my life. And um, I don't listen to all the same music as that I listened to then or had the same inspiration or the same movies. And so I think it would be, yeah, like it's interesting. Like I, I actually find it more interesting when some, an artist can just stick at their genre and just do it really good. Like, you know, they're a punk band and they're just going to be punk. Like <laughs> to me, I'm like, like, what? Like, and maybe that's just because my brain is like quite <laughs> crazy or something. But <laughs> I, I, I find that that's more of achievement to stay on one genre. <laughs> I can definitely appreciate that. I think that sometimes you do have, like, using punk as an example, that they release not the same album, but like album after album where it kind of, there is no growth or change. And that is a challenge in itself, as you said. Um, but it is interesting that I, I do think it is interesting still in this year that we maybe like critique or like speak to some artists being like, why, why the change in sound? Like it's, it shouldn't be something that is kind of like focused on. It should on be obvious almost. In my, yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. in my head. I'm like, isn't that more obvious that someone's growing? But I guess it's hard because you don't want like um, when you've got a good thing going, like you open yourself up to criticism or, the world to say like, Oh, we liked that song. Keep writing that exact song a million times and we'll keep <laughs> listening to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So I guess sometimes it just works for people. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> when, um, when you did make the, that kind of, uh, maybe like sonic shift, did you find your songwriting technique changed in any kind of sense that there were, there were like different things that you did or was it the same kind of, approach that you took to it and it just organically kind of happened? I think it organically happened, but I think um, in my personal life the last two years, I went through like quite a lot of dark times with like things that would happen in my family and just like uh, there was a lot of things that had happened and my writing in turn, I think it went in a bit of a darker like lyrically way than I was at before. But once again, I think it's the same as what I was saying. I think it's just like a reflection of what's going on in my personal life to, sh- to represent what I'm writing at that time. Yeah. Does that um, make sense? Yes. Yes. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I know that, um, that you've previously spoken about like songwriting and taking like some liberties to make, um, like it might be something taken from your life, but there's also parts that you obviously, you, you want to make the song work. You don't want to give away um, too much actual personal detail or else that's, or you might want to and kudos if that's songwriting um, for yourself. But w- I guess where do you, <clears throat> excuse me, where do you find that line with with lyrics um, that might be, either too personal or that might be too much of an overshare or something that you're not comfortable talking about? Oh, I think it's storytelling as well. When you're songwriting, when you're yeah. writing, a, you're writing a poem, you're writing something that 
it could have, it's capturing one moment, one fleeting feeling in time that could be so exaggerated in your mind, but to like everyone else, they don't know that like that's it's just a second. So sometimes I write things that, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but it was something that like I had thought of like in my head, like imagined it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You have been writing music since you were 16. Was it always something that you kind of thought you would be doing when you were younger and writing? Was that kind of the goal to be a musician? No way. Like if I could go back to my 16-year-old self, I would never have thought that I'd be a musician. I I danced for years and I loved musicals and like I was in musicals. I was always like quite a musical theatre kid and on stage a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in like a church, like a, like a really, really Christian family. So I also played piano on Sundays and I did really love it, but um, I never thought like my dad's quite like a straighty 180, like, you know, don't quit, <laughs> don't quit your day job. Like, you know, music, being a musician will never work out. So to me, it was like so unattainable. I was like, oh, and when I turned 16, um, I moved to Sydney from Brisbane and um, I didn't have much to do. I was in Cronulla. I was living with my sister and she had a guitar and they used to always have like a bunch of friends over and like Matt Corby was one of them who would bring his guitar and he'd play. And I remember being so inspired and I'm like sitting there and it was my like mission to figure it out, like just practice and practice and figure out Beatles songs. So I got this little black book of like the Beatles that has all their chords and I sat there and I like just would kept playing it over and over again. And then I guess, I guess I just didn't put it down from there. Like I, I have ebbs and flows where I'll pick up, I, I maybe won't be writing as much or playing as much guitar. But um, yeah, like I think only around 16 that I realized that it was something that I didn't want for it to not be a part of my life. But I've always been journaling journaling is something that has helped me get out of my head when I'm overthinking constantly. Like, I think that's what most artists do. I think, I think that's what most humanity do (laughs) overthink. And I think journaling is such an important part that we should all integrate into our daily routine just to get out of our heads. And I, I look into my journals and 
do construct some like songs generally off parts that I've written over a period of time, if that makes sense. So, so when I'm writing a song, it might not be a narrative that's happened exactly chronologically, but there are things that like I can kind of take inspiration from over my journey of journaling. Definitely. Uh, just before you mentioned that, um, that there was somewhat of a religious upbringing, um, was music uh, like a factor then? I'm, I'm, I, a little bit of a religious like upbringing and there was always like choir and things like that, even without the thought of being a musician, were you, I guess, yeah, was there like the church choir? Was, was that a part of life back then? Well, I went to a Pentecostal church, so they were more like that, like it wasn't as choir. It was like more <laughs> like trying to be really hip. So like mm-hmm. a sustained piano while like the preacher <laughs> preaches, you know, like holding down like that, probably the G. <laughs> <laughs> And like they and like the church that I grew up in, actually, the um, it was very small. I grew up in like a country town west of Brisbane, and the there was probably only like twenty five people in the church. But the worship leader would create like pop songs, like popular songs, but he would make them Christian. <laughs> so, okay. I, and. I didn't really listen to worldly music, but I would like listen to songs then on the radio and I'd be singing, but like the Christian version that like, and I'm like, these words are different. And then like my sister would be like, that's because like he changes the lyrics, like the actual songs. I'm like, Oh my God. So there was a part of that that actually shaped my taste in like sixties kind of like pop music just in this Christian way. It was weird. Do you remember, maybe not the lyrics, but do you remember any of the, the actual songs that, he, he repurposed. There was one that's like Pharaoh, Pharaoh, ooh, baby, let my people go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird in the nineties. <laughs> I have to like somewhat hand it to him in terms of like trying to be cool or like trying to bring. Yeah, I know. That. Like you have to give him credit in some. It place. was endearing. It was yes, endearing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he did a Beatles one. I think he did like I think I don't know the lyrics now, but I swear he did a rendition of something in a godly way. Like, <laughs> oh okay. Um, oh, like just the. <laughs> so I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm telling this story now. No, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm, again, I'm impressed by his work. I'm, I don't want to go too much into it. I don't want to give all his secrets away. Um, you recently wrapped up a tour over April and May, which after the year we've all had, I imagine it was quite nice to be able to get back onto a stage and, and play your music. Um, what were, what was it like being able to yeah, play shows? What were those shows like? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, we sold out Sydney and um, we're close to selling out Melbourne. So that was a really good feeling. Um, there was just a really good energy in both those rooms. And like that, that felt really great. It was also so nerve wracking. This was my first headline tour that I personally have ever done. Yeah. It was my first tour where I didn't have a band. I had, you know, it was me and a guitarist. So it was a very stripped back um, playing all, all new material that I hadn't played. So there was quite a lot of mixed emotions of so much excitement, but then also like, what's going to happen? Like every night I was almost like, what is it going to be like? <laughs> but um, it was amazing to go to Melbourne though. Like I had heaps of fun down there and Ballarat was great. Yeah, it was, it was good. 
as you said, there is new music that you have been playing that hasn't like had a chance to be played live before. And you have released um, Nightmare. This uh, you've released Moon and Back and and Parasite. Now, can we expect an EP at some point this year? Possibly an album. I mean, I was in the studio for like four months last year, so I was not just sitting down. I was working on something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of sitting down, but <laughs> it was at some point everyone in lockdown was doing it. There's no judgment. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But that there's, um, I don't know how much I can say, but I don't want to get anyone into, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't want to get anyone into trouble. So I will make sure that we don't um, overstep any line. So usually we would chat to, I guess, about what they're currently listening to in terms of like, whether there's a record out that you're really enjoying at the moment or anything that's kind of like your top five uh, tracks on Spotify or whatever. Is there, yeah, is there an album at the moment? That you know what? Got? Unfortunately, it's 2021 and I can't listen to whole albums anymore. My, <laughs> my attention span at the best of the time is like, yay big. So songs though, I'm really obsessed with this guy called Charlie Brand and he has these two songs, one called Malibu Yurt and the other called Temporary Comfort. And going through like a breakup right now, Temporary Comfort is like my favorite song and like anthem of my life right now. And then I just heard, I've been listening on repeat to the new Dope Lemon song, actually, that pink, red, red, red oh, pink yeah. Cadillac. I really, really yeah. love that song. It's and, um Yeah, like I, I listened to this morning, I was like, ooh. That's got a nice backbeat and had it on repeat for a little while. I walked around, <laughs> danced a bit. <laughs> um, and then also Cutworms. So they're all indie bands. At the moment I'm listening to one other song. So have I so Cutworms, yeah. Yeah. No, is um, Paul I... Simon Run That Body Down. Oh, okay. If you haven't heard it, really good song. Paul Simon's songwriting is just something else. Like I, I can't even imagine what goes on like a Paul Simon's brain. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting after the first three, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Paul Simon, but it's a it's a good uh kind of out of left field choice. But yeah, his songwriting is incredible. Um Sloan, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I do appreciate it. And congratulations thank you on so Parasite. Uh, it is a great track. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Sloane Peterson for her time. Parasite is out now. We've left links in the show notes if you'd like to listen and stream her music. We also want to give a huge shout out to Emily and Erin at Warner Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 